0: When I was a kid, I used to like plan dates where I would wake up and I'd be like, today I'm going to. I'm going to talk in a British accent. for the Oh, evening. really? I would like, tr- I never fucking did it once.
1: Or <laughs> never, always... I never successfully made it.
0: But like, I would have a plan from the beginning. It, dude, usually my mom would cut that shit out immediately. Stop talking like that. I would do it. I would say, well, she would know, dude. <laughs> cut like, it I would come upstairs. I'd be like, top of the morning, mother. And she'd <laughs> like, be like, hey, no, we're not, not that, doing that. Not today. that weird <laughs> shit off. <laughs> and then once I fucked up once, I just quit. Or the first teacher, dude. Or like in elementary schools when I primarily did it, my teacher would be like,
1: no. Oh, they probably really (laughs) bring the hammer down. We are
0: not doing that today.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, welcome back to another episode of Blue Collar Happy Hour. Today we have a good friend, near and dear to us, merch guy for the pod, Bodie. How's it going, Bodie? I'm doing good. Welcome welcome back in your normal seat. You know?
2: Yeah, I'm slightly left more, but, you know...
0: I think you kind yeah, of nice. sold him short. I mean, we're here for a blue collar happy hour. He's here to talk to us about framing, nailing, and you, you didn't screwing. even mention it in his intro.
1: I'm okay. Well, that's I was just gonna ask, Bodie, what do you do for a living, or what did you do for a living? But then Sam ruined it with his dumbass comment. So <laughs> I
0: thought you were the one <laughs> being a dumbass, and I was gonna try to help the situation. Well. <laughs>
1: I think both of you guys are pretty dumb. So, so okay. Both. So, Bodie,
0: what what do you do? Uh, what do you do for work?
2: <laughs> wow, what a great <laughs>
0: question. <laughs> or what did you do for work?
2: Well, I still do it, and I actually I freelance. freelance. <laughs> I freelance, and <laughs> people <damn>
0: already <laughs> fucking clicked to do it. Right. So with Renegade Builders, you never did. <laughs> oh, fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fuck you, dog! What? <laughs> that little fucking stupid smile <laughs> looking at me from a distance. I... All right. Let's just pretend uh, he's not even here. Okay. Didn't even lose- I'm out of it. I'm just
1: going <laughs> to... I'm not even going to look your way. Okay? So,
0: when you started Renegade... Bu- <laughs> when you started Renegade <laughs> Builders, you didn't start it initially to do it full time. You still worked for a different company?
2: Right. Because it was, it was a, a cash job deal. So, it was a way to report my income. But... Yeah. Eventually, like I always had the the plan of
1: going out and doing my own thing eventually. Like regardless I see. of see, what it you was. Don't, you don't want to get screwed by kind of the negative effects of being paid cash. Right. Like you wanted to have something on record so that like you could do stuff. You could you could get a house. You could buy a car. You could right, do whatever. Exactly. A lot yeah. of people don't realize that, you know. They just take the cash and then you get screwed. Yeah. And then it's...
2: Yeah. And it's like, you know, straight out of high school, like get paid cash. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, sweet. Right. I don't have money taken over taxes. But right. then it's like, you learn real quick. It's like, okay, yeah. Need a loan for a truck. And then it's like, right. okay, yeah. I kind of need reported
1: income. Right. That. And the thing that a lot of people don't know is that you can't just go into a car dealership with $40,000 cash and buy a new car. Like that's getting reported, you know? So you cannot do that. So you basically have, you know, gas and groceries is all you can use that for. right? So it's like why, you know, you're Unless you bite the longer. bullet and it was like a no-brainer to do anyways. Like
2: it's surprisingly easy how it is. All you do is pretty much register your name just to get like an LLC established for the right. most part. Right. But you then
1: like. Quick Google search
2: and you can just walk right through it step by step. Yeah. But yeah. then like, you know, I have insurance and everything, you know, and then you have like Know, associated bank account with it and
1: you know there's layers you obviously build to it, but yeah, yeah. so originally you started renegade builders as a way to report your income now what and was that like you wanted to always do side work under that name oh yeah, I always said side work too like you know might as well right plus it's
2: more money on the side and then you know getting a portfolio established it's
0: is is that something that you had to talk to your boss about like clear with him like hey, I just want to let you know I'm doing this or no. no. So you're just like fuck it. I'm making this extra money. I'm gonna be legit, right? Fuck my boss.
2: I know some guys are like weird with that, but no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, do work for guys like that.
1: Yeah. That were so about that. Now, in in like kind of the online world, the on the editing world, I guess there's a lot of n- like no compete clauses, where like pretty much every company has a no compete clause. If you're a graphic designer. So like you, if I'm a graphic designer for Target, I can't be a graphic designer for Walmart, right? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. So is there a lot of that in the framing world too, um, or is it more see, so just I guess company dependent?
2: See, I've never, I've always been non-union, smaller time company. Oh, okay. Companies like you know, just kind of like the the one crew guys. Yep. You know, so as far as like union and shit, I'm you know, I couldn't really tell you if that's the case with that. I imagine so. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, just works work. And I feel like, I feel like that's kind of like a bad rep that the like blue collar community can get sometimes. But granted, this is just like from what I've experienced is that it's pretty much like, you know, I've always thought if there's a better offer and there's a crew you want to go join, like you just go join. Right. But I know from the perspective of the people hiring and, like, being an owner of the, you know, of the crew, I know that there is, um, that's, like, the first thought is, like, oh, yeah, they fucking took one of our guys, like, oh, they're stealing work.
1: Yeah, stealing workers, but... And I think a lot of that is probably just generational, too. I mean, look at yeah. how many of our parents and our grandparents have been at their jobs their entire life. A
2: company man.
1: Yeah, so their entire speak. life. TCAP and I we were just talking about this earlier. He was saying that his dad's had the same job his entire life. So No' was like, that's so common for that generation. And that
2: scares the fuck out of me, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah, I could not imagine. I mean, and then they were talking about how... Each generation basically spends less time at one particular job. You know, yeah. I think millennial was like, you know, three to five years was like the average time that people were spending at a job. And that's that's probably why it's like,
2: uh, it's probably, you know, that's that's it makes sense that you break it down like that because that's how I feel about it is like, you know, there's a kind of a switch more towards... If you have services you offer, you're of value. And you're especially of value to someone who can employ you. Yeah. Because if you're making X amount, they're most likely making three times that.
1: Off of what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So, So, and it's like, I feel like that's that switch more towards like, okay, like people are starting to understand that concept and like, especially hiring people who hire, they are more understand, like they understand that. We're kind of more aware of that concept too, yeah, yeah. and they have to cough up some more bennies or whatever.
0: So, from from your experiences being on a framing crew, what what does the crew look like? How many people are showing up in the morning? what What are the responsibilities like? Like at a, at the company I work for, you know, we have the foreman, we have the laborers, we have the bricklayer. How, how does it How does it work? I don't really don't know anything about the framing life.
2: Um, it's not really. I mean, from my experience, it's not really chopped up into classes, but every kind of everyone kind of settles into their like, um, you know, everyone's kind of categorized when it when you when you are like in the field. Like you have like usually like obviously the the head honcho, the dude in charge, and then you have like a good crew would consist of. Honestly, like if you had a good a good crew would be like three guys who knew what the fuck they're doing Mm
0: -hmm. that
2: dude you can you can fucking get by way more efficiently with that than a crew of 10 people who half of them don't know what they're doing right so but i'd say the average crew that i see and like see work close by with is like one or two like top level guys who know their shit usually old timers and then maybe like a mid-level guy who's been at it for like a year or so. And then, you know, you got to have a couple gophers or a
1: gopher. Yeah. That just, hey, go run, grab them screws. Or a cut guy. Yeah. Yeah. But the a good cut guy isn't a gopher though.
0: They, they get that respect.
2: Well, like the, a good cut guy, he's like, he's a, a dude who knows what's going on and can cut you parts ahead of time. Yeah. And, you know, plan shit out yeah. like that. And then, you know, you you need some, like, you need some young bucks to get up on the roof, sheet the roof, set trusses, do more sketchy shit like that. Because old timers, they don't like doing that. Some of them just tell you they're not. And a lot of them
1: physically can't, so. I suppose, and you fall off the roof at your, and your 20 <laughs> years old, it doesn't hurt near as much as at, at, like, 65.
2: I want to say the, it was, like, 70%, maybe even upwards of that of the blue-collar industry as a whole is uh, made up of the baby boomer generation, which is, like, it's really eye-opening to see, like, you know, and if you think about it, like, yeah, dude, that makes total sense. Yeah. And just that there's going to be a massive, like, demand for blue-collar work in general Mm -hmm. and people willing to do it, too.
0: Do you think it's coming back at all? Because I feel like millennials they were a lot of millennials were not interested in blue collar work. And that's, I almost feel like our generation, and maybe it's because I'm from such a ridiculously small town, but I feel like it's kind of coming back. I feel like more people are open to working blue collar and then doing, maybe they've got a different side gig of something. Not, you know, fuck that thought was so horrible, but (laughs) usually people, you know, they had their job, they do blue collar shit on the side. Now we got blue collar guys doing graphic design on the side and, they use their computer to their advantage,
2: and that's another. That's an interesting thing too. Is seeing how like as tech evolves and how like you know social media can be used to like especially TikTok, like like the blue collar TikToks, dude. Like yeah. it, like tradesmen exchanging their like tips and tricks. It's like, dude, it's going to be really interesting to see how um how that is going to push push that to like another level so to speak and then like the baby boomer generation obviously they're not like they never really had that instinct to use tech to maximize their efficiency like on a smaller scale of like you you know you, maybe you have one crew or two crews like smaller scale like that it it's it'll be interesting to see where that goes and I think a big part of it too that people kind of overlook is that like I mean you guys can You guys can agree that, like, when you're going to high school, they push the four-year degree as it's almost, like, essential for you to get any form of success. Yeah. I mean, Luke Hagee was talking about it. Like, you know, he hit the nail on the head. But it's really, um, I think it's starting to switch that there's kind of more, uh, there's less scrutiny for just jumping into, like, a, a trade or just working right away. A lot of people do that. I did that. But I also like got my generals at a community college, you know,
1: right after high schools. But, you know, I was working right away. Right. Well, here's the thing. This like whole mindset of like uh, you can't be uh, creative and then do also manual labor. Right. Because we're seeing a lot of these creative manual labor people coming up on YouTube, TikTok, you know, whatever social media and you're starting to realize like, okay, these guys are definitely like, there's definitely a similarity between making something structurally integrative that'll, yeah. you know, like, or have a lot of structural integrity that can last for years, but then also they can, you know, like paint a picture on a canvas, right. on video. And it's
2: it's it's really strange that people can't really grasp that concept that like for like some reason it can't be bundled into one, like a person can't be, you know, built to do both right it's so weird and i get that all the time like people like approach me with that question of like oh like do you like so you do it you do you do that now it's like well i i do both still like you can yeah like i always have right like when i was when i was going getting up every day and going to work like you
1: know doing that it's like well i was still doing the design thing on the side right yeah I know exactly what you're saying, because when I'm when I bartend at my dad's place, Mm -hmm. I always get like, are you not doing the graphic design anymore? (laughs) I'm like, nope, I still am. Yeah. Yeah. I just do both. You know, it's
2: it's really odd. And then especially when comparing it to I mean, it is like there is a major contrast, like even just like the whole job description, so to speak, like one is more, you know, strenuous labor physically demanding outside all day and then you know it's on the other end of the spectrum you know doing the the art stuff you know, design work freelance it's you know you're in you're locked up inside yeah. and i mean i i understand that but it's yeah it's interesting
0: so let's get let's get back into the world of framing so i i really my knowledge of framing is is so bad that i I'm not even sure how the job starts like can you kind of walk us through starting a job and how long it takes typically how the responsibilities change throughout like i, I just just enlighten me on framing because I, I just want to learn as much as possible
2: when well, you show up It's usually a hole in the ground <laughs> the foundations poured and then when the job is done there's house there like <laughs> pretty bare bones. but So, like, day you know. day
0: one, you show up. What's the first thing you're doing?
2: Day one, if it's a basement with a walkout or a jump wall, frame starting from the basement, you frame the walls there, snap out your t- your plates. Well, snap out your plates right off the bat, frame up the basement. What does, that
1: mean? What does snap out your plates mean?
2: So, like just the the green plates like the like let's say they're two by six walls right mm-hmm. and then when you show up the foundations there and it's got bolt holes sticking out. so then to make sure you know we pull our numbers for like what the dimensions of the house has to be and oftentimes like depending on how good your concrete is um because sometimes like if your concrete's not square or it's slightly off of the dimensions of what the house is supposed to be. Like you know, sometimes you'll run into that. But either way, you snap a line to make sure that's where the that's where the wall goes. You know, that's your initial like the it has to be flush with this line and ensures yeah. the wall's straight, square. Yeah. So then after after that, then you set the floor trusses, sheet the floor, sheet the rim, you build the next layer of walls, and then just build more
0: walls. Is there a specific part of a job that you just hate? Like, was there a certain thing that you knew you had to do where it was like, fuck, you're going into work that day, knowing it's going to be a shitty day? Like, is there one thing that stands out in framing that you just hate it?
2: Um, I mean, it all just kind of blurs together, really.
0: To be That's honest, it's like he you just hate you. everything.
2: Well, I, I mean, uh well, definitely punch. Like, when you go back, depending on, like, how good your crew is. But, you know, sometimes I found myself on a crew that there's one dude that just, no matter what, just, like, like just is a tornado of fucking up everything they do. Or you have to finish it. Or if someone, you know, because at the punch list day you know whether it's like the the homeowner did a walkthrough or the soup or what have you inspector and then you got to go around and just fuck with the little like oh this this doorway needs to be a little bit bigger or change-ups or little structural things where you got to go back in the trusses and put up more bracing because you miss some just shit like that just piddly shit that's no fun. sucks.
1: So this punch list, that's like something that they go through and it's like after you've built it, they make a list of right. what's what's fucked up. You gotta come fix this. Right, basically.
2: Or things you've missed, forgot to put a scuttle hole in or something, forgot to cut out a door plate, or you know, if there's some studs bowed here and there, the inspector will mark it with a sharpie and you gotta straighten them back out or swap them out. Because like there's no there's no progress being seen. Like it's it's satisfying when you come to the job. And then, you know, you built you built the second story. You f- stick frame the second story walls and sheeted them and stood them in a day. Then you, like, drive away thinking, like, yeah, dude, that's a pretty good day. But with the punch list shit, you just see the list go smaller. There's no, like, real noticeable, tangible progress that you can really see. So, I don't know. I was I was mostly up on the roof. but like, So, you were that
0: young buck that they sent up there.
2: I love roofs, yeah. Setting trusses are fun. You know, sheeting the roofs fun. I like hand framing roofs too. It's just like the angles and shit. I don't know. It's satisfying. Yeah, like some hip roofs, dude. Get some cool angle shit
1: going on. (laughs) I love that. If you ever build a house, are you just gonna make some absolutely elaborate structure, overly complicated that no one would want to help me out with? Could you do
0: a spiral staircase? Is that something that you? I've done it before.
2: They actually had. We did one for like. I did one fairly recently, but the. The, the builder we were building for, they actually had a spiral staircase guy oh. that they called up because the plates have to be, um, you know, they have to be spiral, of course. So it's plywood, you know, jigsaw cut radially. And then also, like, they have to figure out, like, the elevation, too. Like, it has to be X amount of steps. You know, this is the radius of the staircase. And then going up. So you have to compensate for that, too.
0: God, that sounds like a lot of math. Which
2: is, like... Yeah, there's, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, there's so much math involved and, you know, angles and then, you know, you got to always compensate for shit and, you know, one slip up and you're fucking spending an hour tearing a wall
1: apart. Right, especially if it's, like, a whole wall. You mess up at the beginning, it gets exponentially bigger by the end of that wall, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, like, and then especially after you sheet it and shit, like, if there's a window
2: that's off late or, like, not centered, then... You know, you got to go back and, I mean, after you do it so many times. Right.
0: Dude, I wonder how many kids were in school, they're in math class, and they're like, fuck this. I'm never going to use this shit. I'm going to go work a blue-collar job. And then they picked framing. And they (laughs) realized real quick, they're like, huh, maybe I should have paid attention in geometry a little bit. Maybe it would (laughs) have helped me out in the long run. Yeah. Maybe if I knew the Pythagorean theorem, I'd be better off.
2: Yeah, that's when you learn framer math, though. (laughs) <laughs> what's framer math well just like little tips and tricks like you know if you take like that's why I, I mean i never had the privilege to work with someone who went to school for it exactly well i mean there was a couple times but like i don't know you just learn these you learn these like adaptable like tips and tricks to make things like kind of break it down into less complicated ways so rather than doing you know, like, sine, cosine, and tangents figure out an angle. Like, you can whip out your speed square and, in like, find it out in, like, a second. Mm-hmm. Just a little shit It would like be, that. like,
0: the equivalent of a, a Math for Dummies book. You know? <laughs>
1: like, how they have the... Are you just making fun of him?
0: No, I'm just saying, You're like...
1: You're he's just so dumb. He's I'm just,
0: saying Framer's Math... He's just a hammer boy to you? sounds like those books where they take a subject and they say, like, you have a book... TikTok for dummies, and it just <laughs> yeah. breaks it down and shows you a more simple way to look at it. Right, and that that's just kind of what I was getting from the framers' math. But one that I do want to show framers a little respect because I have always felt bad for them when the winter comes around because you know the concrete guys, the masonry guys, the road construction guys—they're always laid off. They're hanging out in the winters, maybe ice fishing. You're working. Yeah, you're dude. out there. You're on that roof still. Yeah. Yeah, you're scraping
2: ice off a roof, dude. That's not fun.
0: That the worst days must be when you get about twelve inches of snow the night before, and then you got you, you know yeah. you're shoveling all morning. Yeah,
2: dude. Especially if it was unexpected. Like it's one thing. It's like yeah, we're supposed to get a shitload of snow. Like mm-hmm. all right, you know, wrap up the lumber, throw a tarp over it, whatever the fuck. But then it's like, oh yeah, we we're supposed to get a dusting. It actually turned out to be four inches of sticky shit, and then froze. Like okay. Then every board you cut, you got to scrape off ice, and that's no fun. That gets old real quick.
0: You ever have any oh. crazy moments on the roof where you thought you might die or you saw something crazy happen, maybe someone's ladder got knocked down from under them or anything specific? Um,
2: Knock on wood, I've never fell off. I mean, I've heard stories of people like, you know, August. Well, definitely what's sketchy is, you know, depending on – how high up you are, what pitch roof it is, whether it rained or snowed or whatever. But, dude, you're carrying up a sheet of plywood. You're running up that fucker. And if it's steep enough to where you can't lose that momentum and a gust of wind hits you, dude, you're carrying a 4 by 8 sheet of plywood, dude. Sometimes that'll make you shit your pants a little bit, dude. It'll make that butthole pucker. <laughs> I believe that. But if you, if you do it right, dude, and it's kind of nice sometimes because if the wind's going the right way, you just hold up that sheet of plywood and that... I go like damn near drag you up the roof, where you don't have to do much. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like a hundred, you know,
1: I'm barely a buck fifty, so and then just walk right up the ladder. Yeah, dude. the summertime, <laughs>
2: just up there in my like shorts or whatever, no t shirts, like you know, just, brrr, flow right up that bitch.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I never even thought of that. That must suck. So in the car industry, when I was selling cars. And it snowed. That was like the worst thing ever because we had to do what, called, what they call lot rodeo and move every single car in the Zip. whole parking lot like three times so they can plow the lot without moving every car out, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. I always like, I always notice that I'll drive by dealerships and then
2: like, you know, just some snow's wiped off the cars, too. Or I'm like, damn, yeah. like, someone had to spend a lot of time doing that.
1: Yeah, a lot of times we would just, like, get there a little bit early, and you just would start brooming off cars with this, like, you know, foam brush that mm-hmm. doesn't scratch them. Oh, my God. It sucked. Yeah. So was there anything like that you ever experienced? Oh,
2: you- um, it's it's fun when it snows a lot, and then somebody forgets to, like, you know, put either put everything, like, just condensed into a spot, you know, like there's sometimes where like, like we get the truss load and, uh, you know, we have like the main trusses set and shit like that. But then these little, you know, just little piddly trusses. Like sometimes they're just like this big, you know, for like dormers or, you know, hip roofs or piggybacks or what have you. And sometimes it snows a lot, dude. And then there's somewhere where they stage the trusses at, where they dumped off the load and you're out there. I I remember before I've had to I've had to go out there and like two and a half feet of snow and then just like kick the ground to find those oh, little fucking no. yeah yeah it's not fun that's why I, you know I like having everything organized for that reason just a lot of – I don't like fucking around like that dude
0: dude <laughs> how many what do you think is the most amount of layers you've had to put on for a cold day working in the winter like you you have to have a routine at a certain point because a long day out there dude
2: layers are the way to go too, and i can like i can tell when someone's new to working outside or just like new in general because they come in with a big like heated coat dude yeah or like just puffy ass coat and then sometimes like they're still cold but
1: or they're like or they're sweating their ass off and they can't take it off because that's all they have
0: yeah. 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 Oh, my God. And yeah. Big what? jacket to t shirt. That doesn't always work too well. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. On them cold days, dude, like you have, you got your long johns on, right? And then moisture wicking shirt. And then I, on the really, really cold days, I'd have moisture wicking t shirt. I never wore bibs. I never really wanted, never really had the need to. And then I, on top of the t-shirt was like a long sleeve, maybe a t-shirt over that. And then sometimes like a thermal or like a turtleneck and then hoodie and then maybe windbreaker if it was really, really cold. Something Damn. to cut the wind.
1: Damn, that was <laughs> way more in depth than I thought you were going to go.
2: Dude, I got it down to a science, dude. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh and if it's really, really cold, dude, you got the the, the heat packs. Tape them to your wrists, dude.
1: Keep like, your hands clean. Uh, the hand warmers? Yep. You tape them to your wrist.
2: Yeah, because, like, you know, there's – whether you're climbing around in the trusses or just, like, even doing whatever, it always drove me nuts when the hand – because on the package, right, they have the, the heat packs on your hand. But it's like you go to grab something, and then you feel it in there. It just, yeah. it just it drove me nuts. So, yeah. dude, like, I always – never bothered me not just taping it to the wrists. Cause it makes sense that if you know the blood going to your hands is warm, hands gonna be warm.
0: Never thought of it that way.
2: It always worked for me.
0: So when Damn. you're when you're up on the roof, what's in your tool belt? Like you got some snacks in there, maybe? What what are you what are you ripping I like around with? Teddy
2: grams. I'll have a little hammer, cat's paw, speed square, eight penny nails, sixteen nails, gun nails, staples, H clips, string line. Holy shit. Uh, or chalk line um and then like just some miscellaneous things like that i always have my old well, markers pencils
1: damn uh utility knife you're you're you guys are not up there fixing houses or you're not building houses you're up there looking like mary poppins what well, you don't <laughs> know what you're gonna pull out of that thing dude and it sucks <laughs> being the guy on the crew that Has the little things that you need once in a while, and it's nice
2: to have on hand immediately, like a a flat, a flat bar, pry bar, like this big, dude, or like a mace or a cut nail or something, or or uh, or like a multi tool. The multi tool, dude, I always have one on me, and once people know that you have that thing on you, they're always hitting
1: you up for it, like a Leatherman.
2: Oh, yes, exactly. Hey, you got you got the employers. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you got that knife? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. I remember when
2: you were giving me shit about it, but
1: yeah, <laughs> I've heard that for framers and probably more specifically cutters, I guess that these uh the the markers are like a coveted thing. Like people oh, yeah. are afraid to lose their markers, so they almost never let anyone use their marker.
2: Yeah, I try not. I try not to like lo- lend out any of my tools in my bags. Just because I know, like one of us is gonna forget, yeah, and then it's gonna be a fucking nightmare trying to get it back. It's just when a I, pain because I'm gonna. Oh yeah, by the way, I need this. Oh, I don't have it.
0: Who's got my well, goddamn uh, Leatherman? Yeah,
2: yeah. Or like I loan someone my utility knife, right? And then they're fucking like, you know, cutting something on concrete, and then they <laughs> give it back to me, and the, oh. the blade's all wore down. It's like, thanks, dude. I'm trying to cut house wrap with it now. Yeah, and it, and you can't cut. You a better time like chewing it. <sighs> Uh, That sucks. So yeah, like
0: I think we got to hit you with a hard-hitting question now. I think it's time to call someone out. What what beefs do framers have with other trades? Is there a certain trade that you just fucking hate?
2: Well, let me start off by saying, framers. Everyone loves to bitch at the framers, and it can just be the most like because like we we do have the role of you know to be a good framer, you have to know. You have to understand all the other trades that come behind you, and you have to build to cater to them. So that means like backing out walls for sheetrockers. That means, you know, for like the for uh, uh, like HVAC guys and shit. Sometimes they'll leave like bays open in the trusses or floor trusses for their vents and shit, or centering pins above a doorway to center it above the doorway itself, so that way the vent. Is the and it's the right size opening for them to put their vents in and sh- you know just sh- weird shit like that that you kind of oh and a big one too is nailing when you nail your walls right when you build your walls making sure that all your nails line up on the stud that way when the electricians or plumbers or whatever, like drill through it you're not fucking up their bits that's one that's kind of like common knowledge if you're a framer like it's just what you do and it's it's really if someone, if you see someone not abiding by that rule, then it's like, whoa, dude, like they're automatically sus
1: big time. Really? <laughs> that's how you can find out if they're not the real deal. <laughs> that's just one. I mean, it's like, if you're a, if you label yourself a framer or whatever, if you're not doing that, like, whoa, red flag, big time. <laughs> that's funny. It's something to look for if you're ever building a house, I guess. Yeah. What, what is like, what's the starting pay of, of like an entry level framer? can you get right into it right away or is there some some like some like groundhog work you got to do to get to that spot and that's what like and that's what like i kind of want to
2: like like for like someone that's like doesn't know what to do like after high school especially if you like think to yourself like damn it'd be cool to like know how to build a house or like just understand how to do that or like wouldn't mind like doing a physical job 'Cause I like I actually kinda in a way like like the you get out there and you you're moving shit. You're doing something like physical. Like I, I like that aspect of it. And even working outside too. But I urge anyone who's like curious to just like start working with it. You know, find a job somewhere. Give it in a the summer. summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: A couple three months. I feel like after three months you know if you like it or not. Oh yeah. But you have first, to give it sure. at least three months.
2: Yeah, the first the first week you won't like
1: really cuz nice. they they cuz they make you do everything the hard way
2: right off the bat first job i took after high school we were doing this uh it was a gymnasium and this fucker was big it was like like th- damn near 30 foot walls it was kind of odd too cuz it was i don't know it was weird but 30 foot walls it was like 2 by 2 by 10 studs fucking like big and then my first day on the job, we're standing there in the slab. I don't know what the fuck any you know. I don't know what to do. There's only just like two two old timers like on the on the crew. Yeah, and I'm like oh, so. Uh, Are
1: you just you're just standing around?
2: <laughs> and then I'm just you know they're talking with the builder or whatever or the or the owner. And then I'm like, oh, um, anything I can do? <laughs> like yeah, you can. You see these? Then he brings me over to this bunk of two by like two by tens, two by twelves. I think they're two by tens. You know 30 feet long heavy fuckers especially right after high school yeah all right yep see these you cut them to whatever the stud length was okay and then it's like yeah and then move them over there like right in the center okay like how many he's like all of them like how all all of them this bunk's like you know fucking like that high i'm like okay
1: and that's what I did. I just kept my head down. I was quiet. I fucking oh, caught them fuckers, dude, all day. Are you allowed to like listen to music on the job site? Can you have headphones on? Um, and I never really was.
2: Big. I'm just paranoid about like my AirPods falling out. Yeah, that's why I never really did. Sometimes on the roof, when it was just me on the roof, I always worked with uh, like stubborn, stubborn fuckers that just would refuse to either refused to for their own whatever reasons or they just like didn't know how to like use spotify or like some sort of streaming thing that didn't have ads right like they just like never fucked with it and then instead they chose a radio i hate the radio now because of it
0: yeah i feel like old people they if they discover something they always discover pandora first yeah like i remember my mom being like you ever use pandora like, yeah, eight years ago yeah. Spotify came out. Pandora up. used to be the, oh,
1: that was the shit, music dude. app. You find one good song, it's like, all oh, these songs are good. <laughs> <And> now, <laughs> it, now it's not as great for some reason. Dude,
2: we live in an age where you can instantaneously find any song and play it and curate a list that'll play automatically of shit based off that. It sucks. Why are you playing the radio where it's ten, right? like 12 songs over and over? It drives me nuts. And then ads on top of it. Like, that's just the shittiest <laughs> yeah. platform long
0: ever. long ads, too. It's not like it's, like, read two 15-second fucking ads and then we're going back in. It's yeah. like, no, this is going to be five minutes where they're going to be ad after ad. I'm already clocked out at that point. I already turned on a new radio station.
1: Yeah. Dude, Would they would they at least listen to good music on the radio? 93X. 93. It has That's to what be, was, dude. Yeah.
0: If yep. you're on a construction crew and they're listening to like cool 108 or something, yeah. find a new crew, dude. Those <laughs> yeah. people are weird as hell. <laughs> yeah. Once right. in a
2: while, like we'd be, at, I'd have to like, you know, go run back to one of the houses we did if we were doing a development or something. Once in a while, we'd run in, there'd be some subs in there, dude. And they're like, you know, listen to Kid Cudi or something. And it's like, on the job site? <laughs> like, what is this?
1: I'm like, I want to hang out with you guys, dude. Like, yeah. Is that kind of a weird territory? Like, is that frowned upon a little bit? Oh, where it's I, like putting your own music on like radio is, is kind of like the, that's the base.
2: There is still a stigma, I'd say, just because it's like it depends on who it depends on where you're at. If it's in a like a development where there's a little more professionalism and, you know, new homeowners like coming in and out. Um, But just I'd say the overall stigma is still there, especially with rap, like very rarely I'd hear rap played and sometimes like the job suits would tell him to like you know change the station or whatever Knock that shit
0: off right yeah. yeah
2: Yeah. well it i mean it really depends and then sometimes like i work with a, a just like s- just stereotypical like fucking blue collar gorillas dude just stubborn as shit listen to honky and no only music is honky donk country the <laughs> only real music left <laughs> and we the plumbers would be playing whatever Oh, your radios broke it's like That's like that. That can be irritating to be with, but um, yeah. It's just like little details like that. It's really, uh, yeah.
0: So (laughs) just just to bring us back around because we never actually got a true answer out about the
2: which trade do the framers hate?
0: No, for kids that are looking to get into an entry level framing job, what what dollar amount should they be expected to look at? You know what? What did you start at when you first started with your company? what would you pay a beginning framer like what what wage are we looking at
2: so it really depends what size business like you're working with or get a job in um like I said I've always worked with like smaller time people and I've worked for like a handful of crews and it's that's something I'd really advocate for too is working on multiple crews because that's really valuable cuz you see how they do it And everyone has their own set way of doing it. And then usually validation or reasons for doing it. And in my dad, you know, I said I was a second generation. My dad's a carpenter too. He's been at it for, you know, 30 years or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a minute. Wow. And he's like always floated around from crew to crew just by his own free will. Like he'll just jump to whoever, you know, whoever's offering a little more. Or right. if he just, like, you know, wants to try something new, go work with this guy. Met him at the bar. He seemed cool. Right. Yeah.
1: D- he does a different
2: specialty. Call it a day. Yeah. And then, like, just seeing how that, like, just seeing how that affected him with, like, oh, yeah, do it. Like, he has, like, a laundry list of different ways to do the same thing. And then, like, learning that it really is a it's a good skill, you know?
0: So will you please just drop a number? Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Uh, personally,
2: right out of high school, you don't know much, but still, given the demand, the I don't know, over fifteen, start at fifteen. If you're getting under 15, fifteen, go find a different crew. Yeah, dude. Because I remember I started under fifteen,
1: and looking back, damn. I'm like,
2: God damn, why'd I spend? Why'd I spend
1: the amount of time I spent there? What's the most? Like, what are the old guys making? What is like the the veteran in the game? What are they making? I've done
2: jobs where I was getting paid 60.
0: Oh, damn. So Stick with the trade, you can find the money, that's for sure. That's yeah. a, that's a good feeling going from $15 and you're getting 50, 60 an hour.
1: Yeah. That adds up pretty quick. Yeah. Adds and then up really quick. But
2: the real money is you're running the shit. It all comes down to that. And then especially if you have, you know, more than one crew just
1: that's where the real money's at. Oh, you got a lot of responsibility at that point though. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. And then once you get to the point where you're you don't you're not even on site because you have all those other responsibilities from the office or whatever? Yep.
1: Yeah. But is that are you I like, I'm, I'm not at that point by any means. Right, <laughs> right. But um does that like scare you at all? If if like that business becomes big enough to the point where you have to make that decision? And what would you choose if you had to be? put in that position Mm. okay we're growing big are you just going to hire someone else to run that kind of stuff because you seem like you're more of the hands-on guy yeah i would definitely like to be you just like enjoy being involved yes absolutely and then especially with just like i know how i am
2: i'd like to be there and see how it's done and then you know i'll see like people will often designate uh someone they trust to be in that position but at the end of the day i'd still like to be climbing up and around that roof until i physically can anymore
1: it's just something I enjoy doing. Right. No, that makes total sense.
0: Fucking right, brother. Hell yeah, yeah brother.
1: Well, Bodie, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. <sighs> it's is nice meeting any, you, man. Is there anything you want to plug before we head out of here? Um, I think just bring it back full circle to on tap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Follow this exact page. Uh, <laughs> I do, uh,
2: you know, if anyone is, I do have a Facebook page established, but it's, I just haven't posted anything under it yet. But uh, the Renegade Builders. Renegade Get it all builders. out there, man. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Where can renegade have, Builders. Let the people know.com. I got my website. I got 80GritStudios.com. That's another one of my websites. I got Facebook page, 80 grit Boom. Renegade Builders LLC Boom. Facebook page.
0: So you're saying you That's need it. some framing done, you need an addition on your house. You need a, a new logo. Hit up Bodie. Dude, absolutely. Bodie's your man. And if you want some funny content, watch on tab sixty nine on TikTok.
1: <laughs> Highly recommend. All right. We'll see you later.